Hi everyone, I'm Alex. I'm Maggie. And this is Socially Coarse. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Yay. So today, two fairly hefty pieces of geek nerd news. And also one of them is one that we missed from Comic-Con. which. Sure. Let's pretend like that was intentional because we are so excited about this particular thing from Comic-Con that we didn't include it in the other rabble. Let's just pretend that that's what happened. Totally. Not Uh that we're lazy and didn't record any episodes or anything. Or didn't really do our research properly. So, yes, fresh... Well, I say fresh. Lukewarm out of Comic-Con... is the Orville Season 2 announcement ah! trailer. Woo! And then something else that we'll get to a bit later on, which you guys probably already know about, but we'll build That up. wasn't from Comic-Con, though. That was That's newer news, the other one. The other one is newer yeah. news, yeah. Um, but yeah, this first piece is lukewarm out of Comic-Con. It's that the Orville is indeed coming back for a Season 2. Woo! Which is good, because it's probably it. one of my favorite series uh, on television currently. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's high up there with like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Criminal Minds and all of them. But like, it's it's so excellent. And actually, it's, you know, kind of nice that this is happening because our um, first ever kind of episode where the Orville mm. featured is still one of our most popular ones. So obviously, people love our opinions. So... Naturally. Um, um, but the season two trailer dropped from Comic-Con and it showed us exactly what we hoped for with Orville season two, which is that it got more into the serious side. Like mm. Fox has admitted that it's not a Seth MacFarlane comedy. Mm. It is a genuine sci-fi TV show. And it looks like they're actually going with that vibe, which is excellent, which is really, really, really make me happy. It's, it, he did so many things right. Yeah. With the Orville. This is it. Like once you get uh. past the, the first episode is a bit stumbly yes. where they were a bit, heavy-handed with the comedy in well, it classic was, Seth MacFarlane comedy. Yes. Um, I think I think my my hope is that Seth MacFarlane is devious enough to know that any pilot that he pushes towards Fox would have to have a lot of humour in it. Mm. And that's why the pilot is so humorous compared to the rest of it. So I that's mean, my theory. I can imagine so. Seth MacFarlane knows how to play Fox very easily because he knows yeah. exactly who their demographic is and he knows exactly how to get them to publish new shows and things like that so you know anything he does is going to be the first episode of anything he does is going to be aimed at that particular demographic Um, but after that I mean he steadily kind of he he steadily rolled away the yeah he amped up the uh, the sci-fi side of it and sort of toned down the comedy which is excellent the comedy is still in there yes every now and again It, it doesn't take itself too seriously um, there's just uh, like random moments in the middle of incredibly serious moments, and oh, it's just it, it's just excellent. it cuts through it so nicely. Like it's you, like it's just some of those questions that you just ask yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, ooh, does anybody do elevator music or you know, like catching somebody in the middle of them going to the toilet? Like that could literally happen, but yeah, nobody exactly. ever talks it, about it. It never happens. Like, no toilets on a spaceship would have to be a thing. Yeah. Um. So there was a thing about. There being a Family Guy crossover, which is not going to be. Oh, no. That that's completely a, false. Yeah, that was this whole miscommunication thing at Seth MacFarlane's, but just turned around and went, yeah, no, there's no Family no. Guy crossover. He said he would never do that. <laughs> which is good. Because, yeah. like I say, he is very clever when it comes to these things, and he knows that shoehorning in a crossover like that would just 
cripple him, kind of. Yeah, and um, also I think I think he genuinely is trying to make this show more than just a stunt yeah. for like more than just a parody yeah. of Star Trek. Like I think he's genuinely trying to make a sci-fi show that can stand on its own two feet that is purely inspired by Star Trek. Like yeah. so many of the things that happen there are just. I feel like it's like him fanboying over Star Trek and that makes me happy and that is why I love the Orville most than Star Trek Discovery mm. because I feel like there was so much more of that but then again we will have to probably revisit the Star Trek Discovery at some point but we'll... no. no so uh, yeah so season 2 is coming out and looks like it's got more of the same um, what was it what was the like seriousness main... yeah what was the main like thing that happened in the trailer there's something in my head that like some, one of them they don't go threatened. back in time they go to like an, an alternate universe or something like that not an alternate universe. It is something like that, though. They go to a different universe. Yeah. Or find a... Compl- oh, no, it was First Contact. They they find, like, a completely undiscovered planet. Yeah. Civilized planet, and it's First Contact, and they get to do the First Contact. But at the same time, there's those aliens mm. that are there, and they fight and things like that, so... Yeah. Um, but everyone's making a comeback for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth MacFarlane being Seth MacFarlane and knowing all of the people that he knows... Um, you can imagine there's going to be a few more. Your microphone's falling. It's falling. There's going to be a few more sort of big actor names in there as well. Oh, God, so. yeah. Like I did Liam hear... Neeson and... Um... Oh, what's her name? Ah! Knocked Up. Come on now. No, that was Knocked Up. I promise she was in Knocked Up. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize. Yeah, she wasn't Knocked Up. Who was in Knocked Up? Somebody completely different. She looks kind of... She does not. She does not look at like Catherine Heigl. She 100% does. No, Catherine she doesn't. Uh, but yeah, Charlie's, yeah. So that was awesome. And I did I did see a release about somebody who is going to be on it, who's going to come in as a recurring, like a new person who's going to join the crew, but I don't like the recurring kind of main crew, but I don't remember who it was. And it really irritates me now. We'll have to rewatch the uh, trailer at some point. Uh, but it's so good. It got me really, really excited. Like, that's the great thing. It's like, you know, after a lot of the other things happened and a lot of the other shows that have recently been coming out, there's not been a show that I've been just as excited for as I have been for The Orville and for surprisingly what Seth MacFarlane does, even yeah. though I've never like been a huge Seth MacFarlane fan. Um, I thought that he, his comedy was always really stupid, but potentially that's because he just didn't have a project that he wanted to, like not wanted to do but not a project that he could actually express that more serious side of him yeah well like i say he he has tried in the past but he's always been um shoehorned into being a yeah he's always been kind of cornered mm-hmm. like i imagine he always sets out with these projects kind of with uh, a good hope in mind and then people come in and fiddle about with the the script and the yeah. directing and say oh you know you should do this instead and the thing that he set out to make isn't the end result yeah with things like okay fair enough like ted was just awful terrible i don't know why a million ways to die in the west was better but it still wasn't good no um obviously it had a a few big names in it but yeah he hadn't i don't think he's had a project yet apart from the orville now that he's really been able to kind of stretch his wings with it and also i think he he did bring on some extraordinary directors. Yeah, he did. To well, direct that, them. This is the thing, like you say about him, him fanboying out about uh, yeah Star Trek. Star Trek. He got a lot of the original, uh, like Next Generation Voyager yeah. crew 
in as directors. Direction right episode, yeah. yeah. Plus John Favreau as well. I mean, John Favreau did the first one. Come exactly. on, exactly. And then there was like Jonathan Freaks and that kind of stuff. And, and oh, what's his name? And I imagine they'll all be coming back Harris. to do it again. I hope so. I really hope so because these people are the ones who directed a lot of the original yeah, Star Trek exactly. episodes, so they have the skills and the know-how to get it right. But at the same and, time, it gives them the opportunity to have a bit of fun with it. Yes, absolutely. Because I can imagine then while they were filming Star Trek, every now and again, it'd be one of those random questions that popped into their head. And they were like, oh, this, this never gets it. What if I do need a title right now? Yeah. Well, this just never gets addressed. Yeah. So I really, I really like it. And it's, I was ultimately surprised at the fact that Seth MacFarlane gelled really well with these people because he's, yeah. you know, one of the main writers. I don't think he's the only one, but he's one of the main writers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's his baby. So. It's his baby. And he's managed to do really well with it yeah I think. He's, he's he has like i say he's worked really well with these like heavy hitters you know yeah. these these big big guys in this kind of world yeah um and he has worked really well with them yeah so i really love it and i can't wait for season two to come back so december 30th we are waiting for you i've been thinking uh, so we should we should like watch the, that should be our new year's eve program re-watch. just watching all of season one and then watching the first episode of season two because obviously we're in the uk so we'll get it a day late because we always do um, I'm down for that. Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. <laughs> Welcome the new year with more mm-hmm. Orville. Um, so yeah, and that fanboying out over Star Trek brings us very nicely into our second piece of news. Did I segue that well? No, I didn't. Well. Did I? Let's just pretend like that was a great segue. Sure, sweetie. And this is this is big though. This is big. This is big. This is like everybody who who knows, like who loves Star Trek, will know about this and be fanboying out of us. Unless you hate that particular character. Okay, anyway, anyway, Patrick Stewart is gonna be in another Star Trek series. Ah! Jean Luc Picard is coming back. They've announced it. He was there. The audience was absolutely like like crazy, and he was like close to tears because of how like moved how he was reacted, by their yeah. by their reaction and it's going to be set 20 years after nemesis which was the last film that he featured in so and it's almost like 20 years in real life because it was 2002 that that happened <laughs> i'm so excited i don't even know. like literally literally they announced this and he even said patrick stewart said we're literally still at the writing stage like there's, yeah, nothing, there's nothing more than that yeah. and it's gonna but like i like the fact that it's gonna be set with Jean-Luc Picard having moved on from the Enterprise. So they did kind of hint at the fact that, like, you know, he, maybe he's not a captain anymore. What is he doing, you know, 20 years on? You know, what, what, what he is... He could be retired, but I swear in the, the Star Trek universe he becomes an admiral. I mean, definitely an admiral. But I don't know whether they're going to go for that part of his life or whether they're going to go for the post-admiral phase, mm. which who knows what it could be. He could be an ambassador for all we know. That's true. Because that's higher than admirals, isn't it? It's a different kind of thing. It's a different thing. But yeah, so so I'm really excited because I don't care what it is. It's Jean-Luc Picard back. Like, <sighs> he's like my favorite captain. I'm so excited. I think I'm he's like, everyone's favorite. Like, no, there's, there's no, but strong he's the person feelings. that I think now, disregarding original series, he's the person that most people associate with Star Trek. When they I think know, of but... Star Trek, they immediately think of Picard. Yeah. Even if they don't know who he is, that name springs to mind. I know, but at the same time, I think there's a massive thing about Kirk as well. So I think he's probably on par with Kirk in terms of the popularity. Mm. He was he was the one. I mean, let's be honest. Next Generation was the one that revived the franchise. Like, mm. it's a bit. It was a big new thing that like it was a big 
like generational step to have this whole new crew of Star Trek. And there will be a lot of purists who'll say that Kirk was the original one. Um, get over it. Get over it. Also, the first actor that they had for Kirk was terrible. So, you know, get over it. Um, and... But I'm so excited. I just, I'm, you know what? I'm more excited. I'm, I'm excited for Jean-Luc Picard to be into something again, because like I saw the pictures from the stage, he literally hasn't aged. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, when you see his personal Instagram accounts, he has aged. Like, you can't see the wrinkles and stuff. But on stage, he looks exactly the same. Like he hasn't changed. Um, but I'm also excited for the inevitable cameos and the inevitable like expansion of the star trek universe even more like i mean i'm excited for geordie to be there i'm excited for data to be there like once in a while like to yeah, pop they, up they all go on for janeway pretty, to I pop up maybe data died no did he not die in nemesis oh it's been a while since i watched nemesis i'll be very honest the films i haven't watched like more than once i only watched them once to get the thing oh did he die in nemesis did he go crazy? No. Who went crazy? Somebody went crazy. Uh, it wasn't Jordy. Was it Jordy? No, it wasn't Jordy. Somebody went mental. I remember that much. Was that for the next generation? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, so this is where my Star Trek knowledge is lacking. Films, I don't do much of. I, I, I know the TV shows mostly inside and out. But the, the films, mm, I like kind of... Didn't pay as much attention to them. I kind of watched them for the sake of knowing what happened in the storyline in mm. between and to see Locutus, Locutus of, of, of the Borg, Borg happen and all of that to happen. But I didn't really delve that far into it, so it might have happened. I know, I know some was... stuff, but I, I'm less keyed up about yeah. the extended universe in Star Trek than I am about the extended universe in Star Wars, for example. Yeah, yeah. But that's because I've pl- they, they were more video games and things like that about... Yeah. That I played about Star Trek over uh, Star Wars over yeah. Star Trek rather, um, but but, but as, you know, as far as I know, Data died in Nemesis. That was the last one that Picard was in. Um, didn't Data become B four? Was B four another android that Doctor Sung made? No, Sing? His... Doctor Sing, S- Noonien Sing, Sung, yeah, Sing. It's good Sing. I guess this is yeah. This is where no, because he had he had the brother lore, but he didn't make another. No, did he? Anyway, it's gonna be exciting because I think there will be inevitable cameos by the old crew. There'll be inevitable cameos by, by the new crew. Like there'll be lots of new crossovers to be happening. Yeah, so it it depends what what they do with direction it. they go with it. Like I say, what's he doing in terms of in the Star Trek universe? Is he? Has he gone back to his vineyard, family yeah, vineyard, exactly. and taken like, over oh, that? Is he an admiral, just sort of kicking back and giving out orders, but he needs to go back into the field for a special mission? And like I say, there's going to be other cameos. Riker's going to be a captain somewhere, and uh, Worf, I think, becomes an ambassador? Yeah, he does. For Obviously, to the Klingons. Not Klingon Empire, yeah. Um, yeah, so he kind of goes back to his Klingon roots a mm. little bit more. Um, but I would like to see the kind of... The, the growth. Uh, that, but also the kind of... I would like to see a TV show, Star Trek TV show, that kind of marries... I mean, I know they've been crossovers, but marries the TV shows a little bit more mm. in terms of maybe he goes to visit Bajor. I know that they were at the start of Deep Space Nine. Like, it's the Enterprise were there at the start of Deep Space Nine. Like, in the but first episode. You, but Imagine if you see, like, Janeway. 
yeah. later on. Like, they're, right? just, they're just having a bit banter. Like, oh, do you remember that time you got lost? Oh, it was, it was cracking. Right? Like, just that kind of thing. Right? Uh, if you see, like, Cisco. Yeah. You know, for a fact, they are going to reference DS9 because DS9 is referenced in every series. Like, yeah. they always say, like, oh, we got a prisoner transfer at Deep Space Nine or whatever. Like, it's just that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I'm excited for that aspect of it. I'm excited for. I think it's one of the like one of the good Star Trek writers who's taken it on as well. So you know, yeah, the um, information about it has been sparse at best. Yeah, but that's because literally nothing known about it. Like, I think they literally just announced it because they were afraid of the leaking. So they they knew that they would have to because like how how long could you keep the fact that Patrick Stewart's getting involved secret? It's Alex Kurtzman, and that name does ring a bell. It rings such a bell. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, sorry, we're Googling we're as we speak, but we're that's, you know, the quality content that you came here for, for this podcast. Oh, okay, he wrote scripts for a lot of different things. He did write the script for the new Star Trek films, I believe. Oh, so that doesn't fuck. ring a good... And the new Mummy film. Oh, no. And also a couple of Transformers films. But come on, like, <laughs> if if Patrick Stewart... Is getting back into genre. But he's Picard. done a lot of good TV shows. He's but then again, he is also an executive producer on Discovery. Of course he is. <laughs> but look, I'm trusting Patrick Stewart to not go into a stupid project. I'm trusting him that if he's getting involved, that means it's going to be kosher. It's going to be old school Star Trek. It's not going to be any new age, gone through a wormhole and everything is new kind of bull. I'm just hoping that because he's involved... It's going to be more about the personal aspect of it. Not about like trying to pack as many action scenes as you can, but about the genuine personal relationships that have developed since we last saw him. That's Alex, what I'm hoping for. Alex Kurtzman is currently producing a lot of reboots. He's doing another untitled Star Trek sequel. Untitled. These are all untitled. So, Star Trek sequel, Van Helsing, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Frankenstein... Dracula and the Invisible Man. I'll be honest, even before I knew it was Alex Kurtzman, I didn't have high hopes for it. As much as I love Patrick Stewart and no, John I am, Picard and everything, it's just like I am you, trusting. Can't, you can't ever have that back again. No, I'm trusting it. And it's it. going to be nothing but disappointment. I'm trusting it. There might be the odd cheesy fanboy fangirl moment where you're like, oh my god, it's, it's Jean-Luc Picard again, but... After that wears off, it's going to be just another Star Trek series, and I'm getting bored of Star Trek and don't Star Wars. Don't you dare! You know for a fact it's true. I don't care. I'm bored of Star Trek, point, I'm bored care. of Star Wars, I'm bored of reboots, there's nothing to watch anymore, and it's pissing me off. Well, we can all tell, but... Just, just... You know what? Patrick Stewart, if you ever happen to listen to this, please get Seth MacFarlane involved. He seems to be doing really well with the Star Trek stuff. Seriously. <laughs> Alex Kurtzman, and get anyway. John Favreau, get Riker get back. Get Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, get Jonathan Frakes back. Get Just get everyone back. Everyone it? back and get the right crew back because honestly, I'm just desperate for something good. And I'm hoping that because he's involved, it's going to be good. But thanks for ruining well my hopes now, Alex. He did do Ender's Game. That was really good. That was better than the book. Now you see me too, which was okay. <laughs> oh, and then he did Cowboys and Aliens. I can't help you out anymore, Alex. I can't. I can't do it. I'm trying my hardest. I can't help you anymore. Let's just cling on to Ender's game. Yeah, that was... Cling on. <laughs> uh, Star Trek pun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was great. 
<laughs> let's let's just cling on to Ender's Game because it was better than the book, which is a rare thing to do. So let's just cling on to that. Let's just let's just let's just <sighs> Patrick's here, please. Just if Gene Roddenberry has like some kind of executive producer credit or something, that'll be all right. <laughs> How? I don't know because his Gene, son could get involved. Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry has a credit on anything that's named Star Trek. Well, I know, but if only he could be actually involved. Yeah, then we wouldn't have any interracial people and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know. That's true. But yeah, is that everything we needed to cover in this episode? I mean, pretty much. I'm not holding out much hope for this. I am. We'll talk about more details as they come up. Yep. Um, we will. The Orville season two Yay! is also coming out, which is going to be fantastic. So we are going to have to rewatch season one because it's been a little while. Hell yeah! Um, but it was great, it and was now awesome. we know that it's great, so we yeah. can go in and rewatch it with that mindset. And I it'll know. Just be even better. Yeah, because actually, the first time we watched it, we went into it with the mindset of this is going to be Seth MacFarlane doing Seth MacFarlane mm. in a in a. It, we in kind a, of expected like Galaxy Quest, but even worse. Yeah. Kind of like more humorous, less serious kind of thing. I wonder um, what's going on with the new Galaxy Quest TV show. Actually. I haven't heard anything about it. No, um, so we went into the Orville thinking that, and then literally we got hooked, and somehow we watched the entire season, and we didn't even know how. Like it was amazing, and we were like, "Oh my god, why have we been involved in this? This is the best thing ever!" And then like we literally watched it. I think on this, it was like on like consequent days, consecutive sorry consecutive days that we watched the Orville and Star Trek Discovery mm. and I think we got to like Orville episode 3 and we're like okay we need to watch Star Trek Discovery now because I think we were gonna do an episode about it once like because we knew it came out really really close together um, and we got to like episode 3 of Star Trek Discovery and we're like can we go back to or- the Orville now like I'm I'm really hating this <laughs> can we just go back to the Orville and yeah, we're stuck with the Orville yeah it's literally we, what happened we actually we just stopped watching Discovery because the Orville was so somehow better. more akin to the Star Trek. Star Trek that we used to enjoy than yeah. Discovery was and yeah. that was I don't want to turn this into another bitch fest because that seems to be all we're doing lately but that seems to be all we can do lately <laughs> that's just another reason that I'm getting so annoyed there's nothing to be happy about anymore well we could find some Sci-fi happiness in something and we still, and nerdiness we still haven't we still haven't watched The Incredibles 2 so you know we could maybe have a positive episode at some point too Oh, The Incredibles 2 could also be garbage. I mean, I'm supposing that because you've been very negative, literally, for the last three years, that nothing's going to change and you're going to hate it no matter what. It depends. It might be really good. I was pleasantly surprised by Rogue One. Well, yeah. For example. My new favorite Star Wars film. Well, yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Um, I don't know. It's just... (laughs) You're very cynical, sweetie. I know, but come on, man. It's getting so boring. I think everyone who's just writing and producing in, in Hollywood or wherever the hell hell they do it now, literally in hell, um, they just they have no more ideas and they're just going through the shitty dust covered VHS back catalogue and going, Oh yeah, we could redo that, Phantom of the Opera, we could do a new one of those. People are really clamoring for a new Phantom of the Opera. People really want a new Van Helsing film. Oh, come on, man. Just... Everybody wants a Van Helsing film. No one come does. On. There's a Van Helsing TV show on Netflix and it's garbage. Go and watch it. I don't want to. Exactly. No one wants it. I just There's think yet that... another Frankenstein film. There's going to be another Dracula film. It's like, Jesus H. Christ on a popsicle stick. 
<sighs> okay, I think I had nerve. Hollywood's hitting my nerves at the minute. If it's you wondered, if you wondered what it is like living with Alex, this every Not all time, the time we I have get excited about some things. Yeah, right. Not lately. Super Troopers two. <laughs> oh, I watched it. Why are you excited for that? That's a, isn't that a sequel slash reboot slash whatever? Sequel. It's just a sequel. Mm-hmm. Just a regular old sequel. That's why it's called Super Troopers 2. And not just Super Troopers. I'm sorry, do I need to go into franchises that called a film like 3, but it was actually a prequel? No, or? because they're all garbage. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I did watch Super Troopers 2. And it was hilarious. And it was... <laughs> Fantastically surprising that Broken Lizard are still amazing in everything they do. So why haven't we done an episode about that? Because <laughs> you don't like it. So? So what's the point? We still need to give people an an um, impartial view. Super impartial. Tru- <laughs> Super Troopers 2 is great. So well covered, sweetie. That's it. This That's is all you need to know. This, podcast. this is an impartial view. There's no denying it's fantastic. <laughs> Come on, they got a can of there for God's sake. <laughs> They, be, they become the new Vermont Highway Patrol. It's just... Right. So, <laughs> if you wanted unsolicited recommendations for what to watch, apparently. Super Troopers do. <laughs> they even get back, like, they rehash some of their old jokes. Like, the whole Meow Game thing. The guy that they actually got in the first Super Troopers film with the Meow thing, he actually comes back. And he's like, he's like, wait a minute, weren't you two the guys who were doing the Meow game with me? And they just pretend like they have no idea what he's talking about. And then they steal his car. <laughs> this is where a sound effect of crickets chirping. Oh, really God. Needed. No. Oh, so good. What was that? <laughs> That's some comm button going off there. You might want to answer that hail, Captain. <laughs> the weirdest cricket I've ever heard. <laughs> These new robotically engineered crickets. <laughs> also, one of my recommendations is still go watch Final Space on Netflix because it's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, he's, he's just, it's fantastic. And I cannot, and there is going to be a season two. Uh, and the guy, I can't remember his name, who originally came up with it. It was a YouTube YouTuber, series. YouTuber, yeah. Um, and then Netflix has picked it up and he's doing everything for it still, which is really cool. Because um, you never normally see that happen. Mm. Um, but he said he's got ideas and a story that stretches over like nine seasons already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we'll see really if Netflix cool. keeps it up because it hasn't got a great reputation for keeping YouTuber shows running for mm. a long time. So Yeah, it depends how they go. Well, anyway. So yeah, Orville so, season two. Yay! Jean Picard is coming back. Woo! Uh, obviously, Patrick Stewart is coming back. Woo! Maggie's a little bit excited for it. Okay. I'm less excited about it. Bearing in mind we're recording this at half ten at night, and we don't have the best reputation with our neighbors as it is. Oops. Yeah, there it is. I'm waiting for the bang on the door any minute. Yeah, that's true. No, I'll just fucking ignore it like I normally do. Uh, so yes, that. <laughs> tends to wrap up the episode. So do we have any regularly scheduled segments, Alex? We happen to have a rough and a GN, <gasps> neither of which you can see, so I guess yep. I'm doing them both. Yeah, you are. So, I had one. I don't know where it's gone. Maggie, distract the people. I know what the GN is, but I can't distract the people with that, because that wouldn't be in order. We need to we need to keep stick to the order. 
Um, what do I distract you people with? I don't know what Alex has made me a beautiful... Alex got a 3D printer, if you didn't know, <laughs> because he doesn't mention it on every single podcast since he got it. I swear um, I Possibly. Mom, I'm sorry. Um, but he made me a little Star Trek compact. Why well, it's a big one. Why to your mother? Because spending money on unwise things. That's yeah, fine. Right. Random useless fact. Golf courses. No. Cover. Uh-huh. 4% of North America. Huh? 4% of all land in North America is golf courses. Is that including Canada? No. North America. Canada is just Canada. All right, I'll try a different one. 40,000 Americans are injured by toilets each year. There we go. <laughs> I, w- I was about to say Americans are all dumbasses, but then again, this piece of good news kind of bounces against that. So, uh, The governors of California, Montana, and New York have signed regulations that would force net, net neutrality in their respective states. So after the FCC repealed the bill that protected net neutrality in the nation, three governors signed executive orders that would prevent internet service providers from providing unequal access to the net. Steve Bullock, the governor of Montana, also tweeted that he will personally email a copy of the bill to other states if they need a template. <laughs> so um, shady. I like it. So, though. yeah, if you guys don't know about net neutrality, it's being, it was repealed and no one's talking about it or bothered about it and it's fucking terrible because it, it basically means that internet service providers can charge for different levels of access to the internet and they can also choose to block certain websites and stuff like that yeah, as well so you could be on like like you could be on like crack.com or whatever and then click into an article and be oh to access this website you need this package and you're currently on this package and yeah it's awful and yet it still somehow got repealed because fuck Trump, Trump. Um, so that was the good news <laughs> surprisingly if you can yeah. believe it um, that they're forcing it in their respective states so it made you know, make other people take a second look, which mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But aside from that, all the usual nonsensory, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, bookface, um, mm-hmm. friendface is mm-hmm. also chitter. It's also good. Um, <laughs> I love cute. It's having an account. <laughs> um, yeah. Do all that. Follow us wherever you're listening to us on. Give us a thumbs up or whatever. Subscribe. Download the episode, leave a comment, tell us what you think. It's always fun. Maggie, what else can they do to support this amazing channel? If you feel so inclined and have PayPal, you can go to our website and click on a coffee link, which would send us a small amount of money to have a coffee, which would be great. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, Because I am... I I need my Frappuccinos to live. She does. She is so basic. Mm -hmm. So... Find us on Google Play, iTunes, now mm-hmm. Spotify. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, we will most likely be there. So you can't escape us. You might as well accept it and start listening. Mm-hmm. Get on board. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So don't forget to share us around and let us know what you think of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God, just comment or something. <laughs> let us we know need, you're there. We need community interaction here, people. Come on now. Um, so yeah, that about wraps up this episode for today. So yes. thank you all very much for listening once again. Thank you. As always, I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Cause. Bye.